All aboard for the Medicare for the Lazy Man podcast. A Medicare podcast that always wears galoshes when it rains. And now, expecting gloom but finding doom, it's Medicare expert Doug Jones. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Medicare for the Lazy Man podcast. Just in case my Canadian nephew didn't tell you everything you need to know about the podcast you've stumbled onto, my name is Doug Jones. I am your Medicare expert for today, perhaps for tomorrow, and maybe for the rest of the week. I try to help people feel confident about their impending encounter with Medicare, whether it's coming up soon or whether it's coming up in a few years or whether maybe it's a loved one that's going to have an encounter with Medicare and uh, they need a little guidance and encouragement. Yeah, that could be why you're listening to this podcast. Well, here's what you want to do. I want you to go buy an addition, an addition. I want you to go buy a copy of Medicare for the Lazy Man. 2023 is the current edition. I know if you look at a calendar, you're going to see the the numbers 2024. And I have to tell you that uh, that is my fault because there's there's uh, a little delay in the uh, process of putting out a comprehensive book. And my success with Medicare participants has caused me not to have enough time to uh, devote to the writing of the 2024 book. But the 2023 book is very accurate. It's very close to the um, complete knowledge of Medicare that you're going to want to have, and it is not particularly out of date at all. Only a few of the details, but those are minor um, events that are uh, easily corrected, and you will be uh, well served by the 2023 Medicare for the Lazy Man simplest and easiest guide ever. So if you go to Barnes and Noble, or if you go to amazon.com and put that in the search window, Medicare for the lazy man, pick up the 2023 book. There's a, there's a paperback that is the workhorse of the whole uh, phalanx of Medicare for the lazy man books. There is an audible book wherein you can listen to the book being read to you. There is a Kindle version that you can get immediately for less than $4 from Amazon. And finally, there is a magnificently constructed hardcover book with colored illustrations that uh, is your availability is uh, unlimited. You can have as many of those as you would want to buy, and uh, they would make terrific gifts for your friends and loved ones that may be thinking about Medicare. So Medicare for the Lazy Man 2023 Simplest and easiest guide ever. That's what you're looking for. And what I'm looking for is a guy to help me put on this podcast and make it sound professional. I believe his name might be Randy Carson. Let's see if he's joined us yet. Randy. Oh, Randy. Hey, Doug, how are you doing? He's here. My golly, he's here. How are you, Randy? I am. I am. How are you doing today? I'm doing okay. Um, did I hear that you had a dental appointment that you wanted to talk about, or is this something you don't want to talk about? Oh, no, I don't care. I, I I have to tell you that this was probably the the most. Oh God, how many hours did I spend? It it was one long freaking appointment, and uh, 
For those of you who enjoy nitrous, I've got to tell you that my nitrous has let me down on this particular appointment. They, I, either they were really chintzy on the amount they gave me, or they had some, you know, expired nitrous, or, or I just was expecting way too much. My goal in life has always been to get nitrous, find a dentist that will give me nitrous, uh, based on what you've told me, especially how wonderful it has been for you in the oh, past. It's, it's good stuff. Now, you grew up with a whole bunch of uncles that were dentists, and all of those guys never even thought about nitrous. They were busy cheaping out on the, um, the uh, uh, what is Novocaine. that stuff? Novocaine, yeah. Yeah, no, so you didn't have when I was any a, kind of yeah, pain when I, modification. When I was a kid, I couldn't even get any Novocaine out of them. So no, I'm I, thinking that nitrous would have been a miracle drug for you. Oh, my God, you got it. I, I used to sit there in the chair and, you know, bless all their various little pointed heads. They're all gone now, but uh, they oh, we're just about done. Oh, yeah, I've heard that for the last four hours. Oh, boy. Uh, that is um, something I've always looked forward to. When you've told me the stories, I've just sat here and smiled thinking, gee, I wish I needed dental work so I could find a dentist that that uses nitrous because my dentist in illinois i had two of them one of them was too cheap to even have the setup ready the other one was uh always saying hey uh i forgot that you wanted nitrous you asked me last time and i promised <laughs> to give it to you we'll do it next time for sure and that went on yeah. for years yeah you Never. know what he, he was he was just just jerking your chain Doug. i'm pretty sure that's all it was yeah Hey, so I did anyway. find out. I did find out that something that stands in for nitrous pretty well after the fact. Well, that would be uh, some sort of liquid. Uh, I'm guessing. Uh, I some... I got home, and those of you who have been through you know recent or oral surgery or anything else, they go. They're very reluctant to give out anything of you know, any consequence for painkillers. So I go. So what do I get for pain pills? Oh, here, here's a here's a bag load of Tylenol and something else. And I go, oh, yeah, hell, I, you can I, you got that said, at home. I mean, already this isn't going to do me any good. I've been through this before. Oh yeah, well, trust me, it'll. No, I'm just telling you, it won't. So anyway, long story short, is I quit arguing with him and I came home and I thought, well, I know what'll fix this problem: the medicinal shot glass. Ah, there you go. What sort of uh, use might you put the medicinal shot glass to? Well, you get yourself a quart of Irish whiskey. Ah, boy. Okay. And you you put it into, you fill the shot glass up and you keep drinking that until no pain is felt. Oh, boy. Well, I've told you what happens to me with Irish whiskey. I would not be able to do that because... um, uh, I was at a party and the hosts had toured Ireland and they said, Hey, let's do shots of Irish whiskey. And I said, sure, I'm in. And I had a couple of shots of Irish whiskey. And then I realized everybody else at the party was pointing and laughing at me. And, <laughs> and I, yeah. I could not figure out what was going on until I realized that at my tender age of, you know, really old, I had just enough Irish whiskey to develop a lisp and they all thought that was pretty darn hilarious. And so I thought, okay, well, that's got, that's a one-time deal. So another time I was at a car show the weather really sucked as it often does in Illinois. And so, uh, the, the, uh, content curator and I went inside the, uh, the building, which was actually a moose lodge or something like that. Maybe, oh, lions. That's what it was. Elburn lions club. And, uh, we each had two, um, bloody Mary's. Yeah. And then, and then I saw a friend of mine walking by outside. I said, I got to go say hi to this guy. I haven't seen him in years. I ran outside. 
and said, Hey, John, how you doing? Good to see you again. We shook hands. And all of a sudden he's looking at me like a, like the RCA Victor dog, you know, what the hell's going on? And, uh, <laughs> I realized that I had redeveloped that same lisp after having a couple of, uh, bloody Marys. So I think anything having to do with hard stuff is probably off limits for me. If I don't want to be made fun of. Well, you know what I did now, this, this is going to be a one-time good time deal. So the podcasting audience really needs to listen up because I have cured the entire problem of after the fact tooth pain. Oh boy. When they won't give you any painkillers. Uh-huh. As I said, I, I drug out my medicinal <laughs> shot glass, but I was having trouble pouring it into my face because my entire face was numb. Sure. So guess what I did? I'm afraid to ask. <laughs> did you get a funnel? No, I used a, one of my grandkids' sippy cups. <laughs> oh, that's, yeah. that's not a bad idea because I remember going to the dentist office with a can of Coca-Cola. That's my morning beverage when I'm driving. And... Uh, being at the dentist office, of course, being shot up with Novocaine, my dentist, unlike most of your uncles, was not too cheap to use Novocaine on me. And then trying to drive home without dribbling the Coca-Cola down. Oh, yeah. My, yeah. Yeah, I hate so that. So a sippy cup would have been the ideal solution. I uh, This is probably way. I'll kind of clean this up a little bit. But when I was coming back from the big, uh, the big uh, dental appointment last week, I didn't realize it, but I was dribbling the way down the front of me. Ugh. When I got home, I looked like I had been in a truck accident. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. Uh, by the way, I've been meaning to tell you, and I never wrote this down. So since I've just thought of it, I should do it now so that I don't forget it again. Uh, speaking of your relatives and, and your predecessors and everybody else. Yeah. Um, Johnny Carson and Ed McMahon had a falling out one time, and I had never heard about this before. I thought Ed saved his bacon so many times when he had overindulged that Johnny would never jeopardize their professional relationship. But what happened was uh, there was a uh, a joke that was being told. Johnny was reading the joke, and Ed stepped on the punchline. And, and, uh, this, this came from a producer, uh, of one of the older seasons of the tonight show. It wasn't Freddie Cordova, but he, uh, Johnny jumped up and said, he insisted that, uh, that, um, uh, Ed be fired immediately for this transgression. And the joke was something having to do with mosquitoes, a new strain of mosquitoes that only bite people that have a lot of sex appeal. And then the punchline of the joke was that you scratch your mosquito bites and implying that you're the person with so much sex appeal, those mosquitoes could not uh, resist you. Well, apparently, apparently Ed started scratching (laughs) and, and Johnny blew his stack internally until, uh, you know, the show was off the air. And then he blew his stack to everybody within earshot. I can, I can absolutely envision that happening. There's a, There's a lot of inside stories about that, you know, those types of things. But bottom line is I've never had a mosquito bite in my life, so I don't know what happened. You know, you must have some appeal. You have a lovely bride, and uh, there's something that attracted her, so I'm guessing that you have other fine qualities. Probably my podcasting abilities. Well, speaking of that, let's find out how the podcast is going to go, shall we? Let's let's get after it. All right. Let's... uh, I, for one thing, I forgot to start my timer, so I'm going to do that now just so we don't go overboard. 
And yes, two seconds, three seconds. Here we go. So we have um, a few odds and ends to deal with. The first thing I saw in the pile of content curation today was a reminder that I wrote to myself to talk about the birthday that I just had. And if there are things to be grateful for, one of the major things that I was grateful for on this birthday is that my friends did not trick me into going to the Texas Roadhouse and I've been captured by this trick many times. They have a little kitty horse, a sawhorse with a little kitty saddle, and they make adults, if it's their birthday, they make adults sit in this uh, contraption, which is really ridiculous looking. And then all the employees will sing happy birthday to you. Uh, and it's, uh, I just want to say thank you to my friends for not putting me through that again. Every year, I forget that that's going to happen as a stockholder of Texas Roadhouse. I love going there when somebody says, let's go to Texas Roadhouse. I don't even think about it being my birthday. And then I'm trapped. I find myself sitting in that little kid's saddle on the sawhorse being laughed at by the other patrons of the restaurant and sung to by the other employees. And it's just embarrassing as all heck. So I... I avoided that this year, and it was fantastic. What I didn't avoid was uh, Barrett Jackson. We had some out-of-town visitors, and uh, they wanted to go see Barrett Jackson. What a mass of humanity. That thing has grown in the five years or so since I've been there. But um, I had correspondence from a, a, a client of mine who was having difficulty with his drug plan. Something uh, my default microphone has changed. I don't know whether the microphone is uh, functioning properly. It seems to be. Okay, so I'm getting a thumbs up from the uh, producer. So uh, this uh, this client of mine, an Oklahoma boy, seems like a really nice guy. Uh, I signed him up for a Medicare supplement plan and a Medicare uh, drug plan, Part D drug plan, from a company that is trying to buy up all the drug plan business in the United States. <clears throat> to do that and to keep the cost down, they have hired third-rate service people to enroll and to service their clients. And so I wrote uh, my client a, a note in, uh, let's say, early January, and I said, hey, your your plans are all approved, the applications were approved, and everything is just fine. So uh, you know, we'll talk another time. Thank you for your patronage. And he wrote me back and he said, just a quick note, I received the United American policy yesterday, and I also received a, a letter from my drug plan. He said, I've got a call with some info, but, you know, how bad could that be? Thanks for everything. And then he sent me another message just a short time after that and said, holy, he says, uh, and the fun begins. The letter I received is to the wrong name. The, they misspelled the letter last name, and they can't find the application in, uh, for enrollment that you sent, Doug. Uh, I've been on the phone with them for over an hour with four ladies from that uh, uh, from some foreign country, and I'm wondering what would be the easiest to do to rectify this problem. And then finally, I, I, was, I went, I didn't want to have anything to do with it, and um, so basically I think, uh, I think I'm being told that there is a problem with the microphone again. It keeps. Uh, we'll we'll have to edit this out. But your your microphone <clears throat> microphone for some it keeps dropping out and switching for some reason. I can hear it. Just did it again. I don't know why it would have done that. The only thing I can say is that your uh, color is going from uh, white to red to yellow and back to red and then white again. Oh, the little gauge the, thing. 
Yeah. Could that have anything to do with it? Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But it's, I've never known it to change the microphone. So anyway, okay. So uh, three, two, one. So my client wrote me back again a little later on. He said, finally found intelligent life number six. Well, I wouldn't wish this on my worst enemy. Uh, they in, entered my name as, uh, you know, uh, the bit misspelling and also had the wrong date of birth. The letter they sent also said they needed to have his Medicare number. So to clear the system, they will process the application with the misspelled name. <laughs> he might have to answer that uh, to that misspelled name the rest of his life. Then they can change the wrong info. I'm supposed to get a call within 24 hours. And I said, holy crap. His name is Joe. I said, holy crap, Joe. I'm going to be using your story as an object lesson in dealing with those morons. Let me know if my intervention would help. So the next day he wrote me back and he said, spoke too soon. It started again last night. Two hours, three people, finally a supervisor. I had uh, three errors entered uh, entered on your application, the application that you filled out. My last name, my birth date, and my Medicare number were all entered incorrectly. I await a response from them. And I said, damn, I'll be sniffing American classic cars all day at Barrett-Jackson at the auctions today, much like Joe Biden sniffs the hair of little girls. But if I can help, let me know. And my client wrote me back and said, if you see a tall, goofy guy named Frank Snyder, tell him hi for me. Well, I looked for Frank Snyder all day long and was unable to locate a tall, goofy guy named Frank Snyder. I asked all the tall, goofy-looking guys that I saw what their names were, but I eventually got on the phone myself to this company and I managed to get a native English speaker who was conversant with their computer systems. I described this client's problems as well as about four other clients. I was on the phone with her for two hours, correcting many, many problems that they had their input, their, their um, uh, data input people apparently are totally inept and maybe not even familiar with the English language, misspelling things, putting in wrong details. And then, of course, they appear on a list of applications that have inaccuracies and that need additional clarification or information. And so I did all of this and I wrote to all these clients and I said, I think your problems have been corrected, but I don't know for sure. Let me know if you hear anything else from them. And it's been five days now, and I don't believe I'm going to hear any bad news from my clients. This company is just a nightmare to deal with, but it's the cheapest company in the drug plan business right now. And I owe my clients the best. In other words, in this case, the cheapest is always the best when you're talking about drug plans. So, just wanted to let you know that if you have problems with a drug plan, you're likely to have some frustration when it comes to uh, repairing the damage that their inept service people have, might have done to your uh, account. Um, I have a client who lives in Virginia, very near Washington, D.C., and uh, he knows that it's a cesspool, <laughs> but he, he has to be there, I guess, to uh, make a living, or maybe that's where his family uh, roots are. I don't know. I know my family roots uh, were in Virginia as a Colonel Reed, who was an ancestor of mine, landed there in the 1600s and had the subsequent generations not um, uh, been so prolific, then uh, they wouldn't have moved west and I would not be an Oklahoman. 
But in any event, so he is a good source of information. He sent me article after article about Medicare uh, Advantage plans. And in this case, he sent me one that's very intriguing, and I want to read it for the first time. I have not yet read this thing, although the content curator marked it up for me. The headline on this article, $190 million phone call, Medicare Advantage insurance giant accuses government of stripping bonus payments after one bad secret shopper call. Now, I will say that the government uses, they promulgate all these rules and regulations for agents and for insurance companies to follow, and then they use secret shoppers to uh, report on, you know, it's like uh, uh, back in the days when there was a communist um, infiltrating U.S. um, institutions with an eye towards uh, destroying them. Well, it sounds like these secret shoppers operate very much like that. A single bundled, bungled phone call cost one of the largest U.S. health insurance companies $190 million. This is what the company is arguing in a lawsuit that highlights how dependent health insurers have become on U.S. government programs. The U.S. Medicare program uses a five-star rating system. Actually, it's not the U.S. Medicare program. It is the Medicare Advantage and Part D prescription drug program that uses a five-star rating. That rating system is intended to steer older Americans into plans that do a better job of improving their health. Now, Elevance Health, Inc., which used to be Anthem, they're changing their name, is our, their, Anthem is arguing that regulators used flawed methods to determine crucial ratings that send billions of public dollars each year to insurers, insurance companies, operating private Medicare Advantage health plans for seniors. It said that the U.S. put too much weight on a single secret shopper phone call intended to test the insurer's customer service. Elevance, which reports earnings uh, on Wednesday, well, it's that's come and gone. They're trying to grow their 2 million member Medicare Advantage business to catch up with rivals like United Health Group and CVS Health Corp. Elevance's star ratings dropped sharply in October and will be visible to consumers for the 2024 plan year. While the lawsuit revolves around $190 million in bonus payments, the company has said the ultimate impact of the lower ratings will mean a $500 million reduction in revenue for 2025. The company expects to blunt the impact on profits. Elevance says that Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services has penalized the insurer for one single call that occurred on March 23, 2023, placed through the federal 711 text telephone system that the company's call center never actually received. I had no idea that such a thing existed. The government wrongly determined that Elevance missed a single call despite the defendant's own evidence that the call never even connected to the plaintiff's phone lines through no fault of the plaintiff, the company said in the lawsuit. That means they didn't get the call, so how could they be penalized for the results of the call? Uh, Moving along with the story, that one missed call tipped Elevance's quality scores into uh, a lower level that earns bonus payments. Uh, The star ratings matter so much because health insurers increasingly rely on government programs like Medicare for growth and profits. 
That makes their business more exposed to the whims of policy, and they're quick to use the courts to fight back when the rules don't go their way. A reduction in a company's star ratings can have a dramatic effect. An unexpected miss on star ratings tanked CVS Health Corp's stock in 2022. For example, uh, CVS recovered its ratings the next year. The agency's elephants is suing the Department of Health and Human Service, uh, CMS. Uh, they declined to comment citing pending litigation. Elevance also declined to comment. CMS assigned star ratings to provide uh, or to private Medicare plans based on a complex set of measures. They include how often patients get preventive cancer screenings and how many complaints members make about the plan. The overall rating on a five-star scale is displayed to seniors shopping for plans. Plans with at least four stars get bonus payments that total almost $13 billion last year, according to data from the Health Research Group, uh, Kaiser Family Foundation. Outside experts have criticized the policy for paying insurers without doing much to help patients evaluate the plans. The quality bonus program is not achieving its intended purposes, and it's costly to Medicare. The Medicare Payment Advisory Commission, a nonpartisan group that counsels Congress, wrote in a report last year. So what they said was the quality bonus program is not achieving its intended purposes, but yet they still keep spending billions of dollars. The group has long called for overhauling the private Medicare Advantage program because it says the government pays 6% more to cover people through private plans, through the Medicare Advantage plans, than it does through traditional Medicare. Um, the U.S. paid Medicare Advantage plans $400 billion in 2022. I bet it's going to be more in this this year, 2024. Still, insurers are fighting to protect their revenue. Elements in its lawsuit filed in federal court called the government's process to determine star ratings arbitrary and capricious, and it asked the court to throw out the result. Medicare used secret shopper calls to rate how well insurance companies handle callers who need interpreters or assistance calling through the text telephone systems often used by people with hearing or speech. Oh, so that's TTY, I guess. Uh, you see that sometimes in a telephone number, they add a second number and say that that's for TTY. Elevance isn't the only uh, insurer taking issue with the CMS approach. The nonprofit SCAN health plan based in Long Beach, California, filed suit the same day alleging that a secret shopper caller attempting to test the company's French language interpretation used objectively vague and ambiguous language that confused the translator and caused delay in the company's response time. The extra time needed to handle that call led to a cut in SCAN's star ratings that cost the plan hundreds of millions of dollars, according to the company's lawsuit. A representative from SCAN declined to comment. Both lawsuits characterize CMS's approach, the government's approach, as too rigid and say the agency disregarded its own policy on guardrails intended to insulate plans from big swings in the metrics needed to earn good ratings. Well, I never paid much attention to the star ratings that government uh, agencies assign to these plans because I found them to be inaccurate uh, at the very least. I used to uh, use a Medicare Advantage plan. The one Medicare Advantage plan that I don't hate from one of the chapters in my book was a terrific Medicare Advantage plan that did not have any 
limiting networks did not have many of the negative aspects of Medicare Advantage plans, and it had a ter- couple of terrific uh, advantages that made it very much like a Medicare supplement plan, which is the only kind of plan that I recommend for people. So I was able to use the Medicare uh, Advantage plan, the Medicare MSA plan, uh, to benefit at least one of my clients who was in dire straits, and that really saved her bacon. So I really thought that plan was uh, terrific, and I had excellent service from them, but they had a two-star rating. When I asked how I could explain to my clients why the plan had a two-star rating, I was told that there were certain elements of the rating system that could not be changed. One included whether or not the the, uh, plan was new. So if you have a new plan, you bring this plan to the market, but it's new, and it gets poor ratings only because it's new, that told me that 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 plan was being hurt drastically by people who live and make all their decisions by the star ratings. And sure enough, after a couple of years, that plan was withdrawn from the market because of the low star ratings. It was never able to attract the clientele that they had hoped to. So I think the star rating system does not function for uh, in be, on behalf of the people that need to know whether a plan is good or not, and it should probably be scrapped. Uh, so uh, anyway, at the end, uh, my client, Robert, who lives in Virginia, made a little comment, and I'm not quite sure who he was talking about, whether it's the government people that um, assess the star ratings or whether it's the um, Medicare Advantage plans. But his uh, comment was very pithy. He said, I'd cut those bastards off at the knees. I think he might have been talking about the government regulators. One other interesting article I ran into was an article that purports to help people avoid errors. And it says, don't let a Medicare mistake haunt your retirement. And as I read this article, wondering whether it would be good enough for content to be used during this uh, podcast episode, I started seeing errors, and I marked all the errors in yellow, and there, there are almost too many to count, but this purports to be an article written by an expert, very recently uh, published, and I think it was in Forbes, and it's basically a guy who doesn't know what the heck he's talking about. His uh, heart is in the right place. Don't let a Medicare mistake haunt your retirement. He says it's vital to carefully consider your options so that you get the appropriate cover for your specific needs. Well, I'll tell you right there, this is the same bourgeois that people who like Medicare Advantage plans use to justify their existence. Um, The only appropriate Medicare plan for people is a Medicare supplement plan, which provides all the freedom that Americans deserve in their health, uh, their selection of health insurance treatment. This guy uses the same silly argument that Medicare Advantage plans are equivalent to Medicare supplement plans, and it all depends on your specific needs. I say that's a bunch of hooey. So going on with this article, he says, having a solid understanding of Medicare is essential for planning your retirement. That's not really true if you've gotten good advice. You don't really have to understand Medicare if you've been steered to the right coverage, which is going to be a Medicare supplement with original Medicare parts A and parts B. though That's the best Medicare coverage you're going to have, and you don't really have to understand it if a person with a conscience has been the one to provide you with the advice that you've used to make that selection. 
Going on with the article, everyone is going to need health insurance at some point in their lives, either independently or through an employer. But Medicare is complicated and mistakes can happen, some of which could cost you for the rest of your life. As retirees get older, their Medicare needs increase and become more expensive. It's important to consider all your options to ensure you get the appropriate coverage for your specific health needs. Once again, restating the the uh, silliness that you need to have appropriate coverage for your specific health needs. Uh, the more I think about it, the more I think that this is just a load of crap designed to um, uh, justify the existence of the evil Medicare Advantage plans that I don't think do any good for anybody. So uh, timing is important when considering your Medicare coverage options. Timing is everything. If you don't understand the rules, you could receive lifelong penalties. This is where good advice, dependable advice comes in. Medicare is not based on age, but rather on eligibility. Well, that's wrong. Medicare is based on age. The only way you can have Medicare prior to age 65 is if you've been on Social Security Disability Income, SSDI, for two years or more. So it is based on age. Uh, before you retire, uh, before your 65th birthday, you will need to plan for medical coverage between the date you lose insurance through your employer and the date you become eligible for Medicare. Many people who are covered by health insurance through their workplace often underestimate how expensive health insurance will be until Medicare coverage starts. Now, let's go back and look at this. If you retire before your 65th birthday, you're going to need to plan for medical coverage between the date you lose insurance through your employer and the date you become eligible for Medicare. Well, that's something that's in your hands completely. Uh, if you're going to retire from your employer and if you're going to lose your coverage, if you're not going to be able to take uh, COBRA coverage, then you will have voluntarily given up your medical coverage. So don't do it unless you have another plan in place. Uh, enrollment periods. There are many different enrollment periods to be aware of. The main one you will hear about is the annual enrollment period, or AEP. I refer to it as the annual election period. This begins on October 15th and runs through December 7th. During this time, those who are already enrolled in Medicare can evaluate their current plan and make any necessary changes. That's not true. If you have a Medicare supplement plan, that AEP does nothing for you. You can change your drug plan if that's advantageous, but the statement that the AEP allows people enrolled in Medicare to evaluate their current plan and make changes, that is completely wrong. If you have a Medicare supplement, it does nothing for you. AEP does not apply to you. During this time frame, retirees can make unlimited changes only with Medicare Advantage plans or drug plans, not for Medicare supplement plans. So misleading, inaccurate information in this article. A second enrollment period falls between January 1st and March 31st. This is known as the Medicare Open Enrollment Period, or OEP. <clears throat> During this time, anybody who is enrolled in a Medicare Advantage plan can either drop the plan or make changes to their plan. I don't know how you make changes to your Medicare Advantage plan. You can drop it, you can go to another Medicare Advantage plan, or you can go to regular uh, original Medicare parts A and B. And then if you do that, you're going to want to get a Medicare supplement plan, but you're likely going to have to fill out a health questionnaire to show the new company that you're applying to that you are a good risk. 
So further down the page, uh, contrary to popular belief, Medicare is not free. There are certain costs associated with each plan. When you first become eligible for Medicare, you have a few options to help determine what is best for your specific situation. The first step is choosing between original Medicare or Medicare Advantage. There's only one choice to make. Choose original Medicare and then grab a Medicare supplement while you're there. <laughs> original Medicare plans include Part A and Part B, and we've discussed that a million times. covers you in and out of a medical facility. Uh, this would include doctor's services and outpatient care. If you choose original Medicare, this will cover 80% of your bills, leaving you with a 20% cost exposure. Inaccurate again. For your outpatient expenses, you'll have a front-end deductible, $240 this year, and then it will pay, Medicare will pay 80% of your bills. If you are inpatient, then you have a one-time deductible and then 60 days in the hospital where Medicare pays all of your hospital expenses. And that's not a 20, an 80-20 uh, situation, as this article would have you believe. So the presentation of the Medicare benefit structure is completely inaccurate in this particular article. You can go to any doctor or hospital in the country if you have original Medicare, as long as they accept Medicare supplements. Well, that's not true. All Medicare supplements are acceptable to a doctor who accepts Medicare. The question is not whether they'll accept Medigap or Medicare supplement. The question is, will they accept original Medicare as payment for the services they provide? If the answer is yes, then they're going to be happy to take the Medicare supplement, no matter what company it's from, that you might present them with. So Medicare supplement plans do not come with prescription coverage. That is true. So you also should think about getting a Part D prescription drug plan that will cover your prescriptions. This is a great choice for retirees who have an extensive medical history or have upcoming surgeries planned. I don't think that's necessarily true because uh, Medicare supplement is a great choice for people who don't have a lot of expenses or upcoming surgeries planned because you never know when something bad is going to happen. And being in this business as long as I have been, I've seen a lot of people who have been hit upside the head with um, scary diagnoses and who have been fortunate to have Medicare supplement plans and some who have been unfortunate enough to have Medicare Advantage plans. And some of those people have been kicked around by their Medicare Advantage plans. Anyway, let's see here. Instead, you'll... You will pay co-pays with a Medicare Advantage plan as you need certain services. Often it's a Medicare Advantage is described as a uh, plan that you must pay for as you go. And what it really means is the Medicare Advantage plan may be cheaper at the outset, but if you need to use the plan, it is going to be more costly than you expected. Um, original Medicare does not cover uh, some things like routine vision, routine dental, or over-the-counter health problems. Medicare Advantage plans might cover some of those things, but they might or might not do it in a way that is satisfactory to you. So if you're going to consider a Medicare Advantage plan, you better do some homework on the promises they're making for the dental uh, and the vision and the other optional coverages to see if they're really worth it or not. Typically, you will be limited to in-network doctors and, and uh, facilities. These medical plans are called health maintenance plans, 
and their PPO plans as well. Each plan has a list of doctors and hospitals, and you'll get uh, the procedures paid for if you go to those doctors or hospitals. But if you go out of the network, you're going to pay either all or part uh, small, or you're going to pay a large part of the uh, charges that result from your seeking treatment outside of the uh, Medicare Advantage plans network. When you renew your plan every year, and you don't have to renew your plan every year, all you have to do is just continue your plan. It will renew itself. Make sure to check and see if your doctors are still participating in your plan. Now, that's good advice because sometimes those doctors' contracts expire and they don't get renewed and people find out that their doctor has left the network of the Medicare Advantage plan. So we uh, are coming to the end of this article. Uh, The last paragraph is, don't do it alone. Medicare can be a confusing topic uh, for many. Uh, who are entering retirement, and that's okay. As a Medicare expert, I help clients. Oh, it's, so it's a plug for the author who seems to have a lot of problems with accuracy in his article. Well, I am, uh, frankly, fed up with guys like that, and I'm also fed up with yakking at you. Randy, I think we ought to shut it down and let everybody go home. What do you think? Yeah, I think so. Uh, again, you know, we're up against the 75 cent limit. So we, we, we need to close up shop, land the plane. But before I do, there's always a couple, three things I like to take care of. Grab a pencil. If you want to reach out to Doug, you can do that using the email address of dbj at mlmmailbag.com. Don't forget, Doug is licensed nationwide to help you with your Medicare supplement planning. Check us out at the website, MedicareForTheLazyMan.com. As always, we would appreciate you finding a place to drop a couple reviews for us on the content that we produce. It's always good to have some numbers, you know that? And also, last but not least, thank you for joining us. You could have been a 100 different places doing a lot of different things, but you weren't. We had you right with us here on the Medicare for the Lazy Man podcast, which is where we want you. And ultimately, if you weren't checking your watch, you have just spent 32 and a half minutes with Doug Jones, the anti-insurance insurance guy originally from Oklahoma. No more. He's hiding in the high ground behind Cave Creek, Arizona now. And I'm going to put him in in his fortress of solitude. It's a 70 degree day. I'm going to put him down to where he can go playing in the swimming pool oh, underneath boy. underneath 5,000 feet. Ah, I'm happy about that. Thank you, Randy. And thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us today. I'll be looking forward to seeing you in our next episode. Bye-bye. <laughs>